It's a beautiful day, a day that my co-creators and I have made. It's a day of raising our consciousness. It's a day of self-discovery, self-development and self-healing. It's a day of enlightenment and awakening. And I am glad and rejoicing on this beautiful day. Hello everyone, welcome to Life with Terry podcast with your host Terry Malaji. For those who are listening for the first time, I am the author and educator of Principles and Tools of Creation. To learn more about the concept of creation and to ignite your greatness as a creator and a co-creator, please get yourself a copy of Principles and Tools of Creation on our website we appreciate your support i am also the founder of life with terry a wellness life and business coaching and education company established to help you create and live a fulfilled life to create effectively and efficiently and to be creative and innovative in your personal social and professional life we are here to help you embark on a life-changing journey of self-discovery, self-development, and self-healing. To learn more about Life with Terry, please visit our website, www.lifewithterry.com. The podcast is also available in audio platforms such as Spotify, Amazon, Google, Podcast, and many more platforms as listed on our website. What is the topic for today's episode? Um, we are going to unpack the conceptualization of the gods and the godship energy. And uh, we are beginning to decolonize our minds and cleansing of our minds from the godship concept and the godship energy. And we are stepping into our true identities, our greatness, and our highest selves. Um, I must say that uh, it was not easy to prepare this episode and the episode that are coming. Um, I felt in my spirit the pain, you know, of, of what human beings are going through today because of what our ancestors did the pain of what we are going through today because we do not read, we do not search the reasons why our ancestors did things the way they did. In fact, we are victims of ignorance more than victims of indoctrination. I know that indoctrination has played a number on us, but the ignorance and the laziness to study it has played a significant role in making us to be where we are today. So I'm excited that is the beginning of healing for some of you. And it is painful that many of us continue to live in darkness, to exist in, the, in ignorance. So in this episode, I will help you to understand why human beings invented the gods. Um, you will also have an insight into the evolution of the gods from the era of multiple gods to the current era that is ruled by the energy of 
one God and uh, multiple religions that subscribes to the energy of one God. So one of the things that you get taught or get revealed to you when you become enlightened is the subject matter of energy. I didn't understand why the subject matter came in the early stages of my teachings until now where I have to understand how energy works and how energy controls us as human beings. And if you're not aware of the concept of energy, it will continue to control you and you will continue to manifest the energy unaware, unintentionally. So it is very important that you understand the subject matter of energy. I believe that some of you, as you begin your journey of enlightenment, you are beginning to understand and you have that yearning to understand the concept of energy. I want to encourage you to yield to that call and to listen to that call because you are going to become more and more conscious about who you are. So we are also going to learn the attributes of the gods and the God. Uh, I will also unpack the difference between the creator and a God as detailed in the book of uh, Principles and Tools of Creation. The impact of each God on the characteristics and behavior of a human being. It's something that I have to talk about um, if we are going to heal. And uh, I will talk more about why we are still facing the many challenges today when we have billions of people who are followers and subject of a God and gods. Where are we getting it wrong? What is it that we are not doing right as human beings? Why, when we have billions of people who claim to believe in God and are praying nonstop, you know, there are people who go to uh, all-night prayers, you know, they embark on rituals of praying and so forth, but we continue to see a rise in bigotry, hatred, intolerance, supremacy, inequality, rape, human trafficking, gender-based violence, modern slavery, murder, civil war, division, inequality, to name a few. Why are we still experiencing this as human beings? What is it that we are doing? Or what is it that we are not doing? Why do we still have many African countries suffering from the diabolic actions of the past? Why do we have leaders who don't care about the people they lead? Leaders who are fraudulent. Leaders who don't have the skills and the ability to lead the countries. We need to unpack the attributes of God of Israel. The good and the bad. And how it is affecting the psychology of a human being. How it is affecting the collective of the human being. That is why it is important for us to unpack the history and invention of gods. We are all victims of the invention of gods by our ancestors who were trying to figure out life. For God's sake, they were trying to figure out life the way we continue to do. We are victims of the evolution of the gods energy. Knowing where we come from is the first step towards embarking on a journey of self-discovery. Self-discovery is the first step 
towards self-development and self-healing. Some of us will never heal. We will never heal the traumas that were caused by our ancestors, that were suffered by our ancestors, until we are prepared to face the truth. So I've mentioned in the previous episode that we need to develop many essential skills that were silenced by human-made systems. And as we develop, as we discover who we are, some of those skills are going to become clearer. You know, we're going to recognize them. And when we recognize them, we're going to develop them. We're going to sharpen them. One of the benefits of self-discovery is to tap into our true identities and tap into and manifest our highest self. Self-discovery is a journey that ushers you to a place where you will manifest your original an authentic version before you were contaminated by human-made systems. The question is, what is a human-made system? A human-made system is any information that is presented to you. And when that information gets presented to you, you acknowledge that that information that is presented to you is the only way, the truth, and the life. Consequently, your belief that that knowledge is the only way, the truth and the life, affects or rather controls the way you think, the way you formulate opinions, the way you come up with solutions, and the way you relate with other human beings. So that acceptance or that acknowledgement is the beginning of a programming of the mind, is the beginning of indoctrination. It is the beginning of brainwashing. It is the beginning of silencing your ability to question, to analyze, and to come up with solutions. Hence, we find that within the religious systems, there is no innovation, there is no creativity. Human beings are stuck. They remain the same. They appreciate being stuck. And because they are also told that God never changes, he remains the same today and forevermore. We are Creators of computer programs, but we have created ourselves as computer programs before we manifested their computers that we see. In order for you to understand the codes, we need to go back and understand where it started and unpack the nature of the code that programmed us. When we break down the code, it becomes easier for us to remove it and reprogram our minds and manifest the creators that we were created to become. So we are going to unpack and understand the codes of the gods and the gods' energy. We are also going to differentiate the, the, the gods' energy and the creator energy. There is a difference. Unless you are prepared to understand the history of our ancestors, you will continue to believe that God and the Creator are the same energies. Unfortunately, many of us know the gods and we are manifesting the gods. Okay? We are continuing to manifest the energy of the gods. That is why you are seeing all these things that I mentioned earlier. Rape, murder, killings, trafficking, and so forth. If you study the history of the gods, you will understand that we are manifesting the history 
of the gods. We are manifesting their energy. Because we do not know the creator, we have not yet tapped into our greatness as creators and co-creators. If human beings were introduced to the creator, I believe in my heart that if we were introduced to the creator before we were introduced to gods, we would have long tapped into our true and highest self. Let me tell you why enlightenment is going to heal the human race. One of the signs of an enlightened person is they begin to connect or they awaken their soul. And the awakened soul carries beautiful attributes that when manifested, they contribute towards the healing and the health of a society. So the, the, the awakened soul has what I call the ultimate truth, the attributes that are beautiful and very important in healing a society. And those attributes include uh, peace, joy, happiness, kindness, caring, loving, equality, justice, tolerance, freedom, co-creation, oneness, connectedness, creativity, innovation. So the awakened soul shifts from individualism and move towards collectivism. So I will unpack the individualism and collectivism in a different episode so that you can begin to understand the impact of each in creating a healthy and prosperous society. So I have simplified the history and conceptualization of the gods for you. Um, there is a lot of material regarding this subject. Um, if you want to read, in fact, you should read for yourself because you are becoming enlightened. You need to read for yourself. You need to understand things for yourself and listen to the voice within and begin to raise your consciousness. So you can ask through an email to get more information about the material that is out there regarding the history of the gods. Let's start by unpacking the definition of the word God and the definition of the word gods using the English language. What is the difference between a God with a small letter G and a God with a capital letter G? The word God with capital letter G means um, in Christianity and other monotheistic religions, religions that worship and revere one God. The meaning of God is the creator and ruler of the universe and source of all moral authority. I want you to underline the word moral authority when we unpack the attributes of the God and make your own call. And God is also the supreme being. So he's classified in a, in a, in a special realm different from human beings. And the word God with small letter G means a superhuman being or spirit worshipped as having power over nature or human fortunes.
it also means a deity. And we also have what we call an ancestral God. Uh, human beings who have transitioned into the spiritual realm and have now become daved and are worshipped or consulted by the living relatives are the ancestral God. And, uh, and, and, and it can also mean an image or animal or other object worshipped as divine or symbolizing a God. Okay, we, 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 we need to understand this uh, meaning, meaning of the God and the gods so that we can be able to move forward. The history records show that the invention of gods was integral to the culture of our ancestors. When I say ancestors, I am referring to ancient human beings who came before us and were responsible for the inventions of gods regardless of whether or not they are our blood lineage ancestors. I learned a lot about the gods of ancient countries such as Israel, Egypt, Mesopotamia, Greek, because I could connect some of their gods to the gods mentioned in the Bible. I also learned about the culture and beliefs of my African ancestors before the missionaries came to South Africa to induct to need them with Christianity or to introduce Christianity to them. I wonder why they believed that my ancestors needed a replacement of their spirituality or their practice of spirituality with Christianity. Why did they think that their African spirituality was not sufficient to fulfill their spiritual needs? I learned about my own blood lineage ancestors who were proudly traditional healers and some of them were seers who specialized in consulting the family spirit guides. Unfortunately, many of us will never embark on a journey of learning about our blood lineage ancestors because of the fear that was instilled on us by religion. We know so much about the 12 tribes of Israel and nothing about the tribes of our blood lineage ancestors. It is so sad. It is very sad that we find ourselves always in fear of what God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, will do to us if we were to start looking into things. Some of these things are not necessarily the, the prohibitions that were placed by God Yahweh. It is because of the misunderstanding of some of the Bible verses. I studied the ancient text carefully with the intention of understanding why in Exodus 20, God Yahweh, the God of Israel, gave Moses the message that he was a jealous God who would punish any Israelite that chose to worship other gods. I'm going to share with you how the Bible verse has become the famous text that created a painful separation between the African ancestors and their living descendants. There is an element of separation, a painful element of separation between the African ancestors who have departed into the spiritual realm and their descendants, their living descendants. It is because of religion that many of us are separated. 
Many of us cannot connect. We are even afraid to even think about connecting. The beginning of the gods and uh, the goddesses began when the ancestors asked questions about creation. It began when they asked questions such as who or what created heaven and earth? Who or what created us? Our ability to ask questions and seek answers was the beginning of the creation of gods and goddesses. Interesting. I mention the goddesses because in the era of the gods, if you didn't know, it was both the gods and the goddesses. The ancestors valued and appreciated both the feminine and the masculine energy. In case you are not aware, the concept of the masculine God was introduced to us by religion. Asking question or asking questions is one of the powerful tools of creation. The minute we stop asking questions, we behave like zombies or robots. We remain stagnant and we become like water that does not flow and we begin to stink. There is one thing that sets human beings apart from other species, and that is our ability to ask questions and seek answers through our thoughts. This skill led to the greatest inventions in the world by human beings. It led to the speed of evolution and civilization in our race when compared to other species. When I studied the history of gods and how they came into existence, I am comfortable to conclude that the invention of deities or gods and goddesses began when our ancestors asked the questions about creation or when they became curious about creation. So the first leg of inquiry led to the second leg of inquiry, which I will discuss now. The ancient people thoroughly studied and gained more insight into the role that building blocks played in the process of creation. Building blocks are basic things that are put together to make something exist. Having studied the history of gods, I'm compelled to conclude that the creation of gods is a process that went through so much evolution over many years. The process changed and evolved according to the maturity and evolution of ancestors' thoughts and, and, and minds. One of the things that is not accepted in Christianity is the concept of evolution. Why? Because it removes or negates the attributes given to God, Yahweh, that says God is all-knowing and all-perfect. He is he does not change, okay? Just a quick reminder that God Yahweh is a God of Christians, a God of Jews, a God of Muslims. Although they serve one God, they have different views about God and some of the concepts that are found in their books. Uh, for example, the Muslims don't believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. They believe he was just an ordinary teacher or great teacher or a prophet. And Christians believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. And therefore, you need to go through Jesus if you want to access 
God Yahweh. So it's very interesting how different religions who claim to worship one God have different beliefs. Back to the creation of gods, having asked questions about creation, um, the ancestors first recognized specific building blocks that they believed were key to the process of creation on earth. Some of the first few building blocks of creation that they identified were the physically visible building blocks, such as the sun, the moon, the stars, the air, the sky, the water, the storm, the rain, the ground, and so forth. Today we can learn a lot from their observations, the, the studies that they made, and uh, the wisdom that they had before we were able to use science to understand creation. They admired the ability of the sun, the moon, the stars, and many other building blocks to exist year after year without dying or falling sick like human beings do. They observed that human beings, they die. But these building blocks, they continue to exist. Hence, they were compelled to elevate these building blocks to a status above human beings. Building blocks like the sun and the moon in particular never changes. If you look at some of the worship songs that were composed for the sun god, they explain the attributes of the sun never changing and remaining the same. Today, some of these beautiful words are used in praise and worship songs that are sung in church and they are sung to revere and to worship God Yahweh. So there is that connection only when you do the studies and you check the ancient text, you will see the worship songs that were composed for the gods and you will see the connection. Our ancestors understood through observation that the sun brings forth the energy that is needed by many other building blocks to survive and create. They saw the sun as a critical building block to bring light that enabled them to do things that, would, that they would not be able to do in the absence of the sun. They also observed the importance of other building blocks in the process of creation. Those observations were also made with other building blocks like rain, moon, soil. They admired the ability of rain to bring water, for example. Our ancestors then classified those building blocks as sacred and divine to deserve the status of supremacy. This classification gave rise to the word deity or God, right? The supremacy that we see in the God, Yahweh. It is the same supremacy that was given to the building blocks when they were unpacking and discovering the process of creation. So there is nothing unique about it. It was just elevated to that higher position by religion. You study, you unpack the history, and you will find this information. There were multiple supreme beings who were given the status above human beings. In other words, the word God is not a name as we have come to use it. 
It is a mere classification that our ancestors used to appreciate the supremacy of these building blocks. It was used to elevate them to a level that is higher than human beings after they've observed the role that they play in the creation of many things. They must have thought that these building blocks have the ability to create, but because they are not like us, they therefore deserve the God status. After classifying and elevating these building blocks to gods, they gave them names as the next step to create a communication channel with the gods, as I explain later. After they've identified the building blocks of creation and classifying them, they named them. The first thing that human beings do to connect with each other is to give each other names. Naming of building blocks is a powerful tool of creating an identity of energy and connecting with the energy. And also it is very important in invoking the energy. Naming of an energy makes it easier to invoke the energy of the gods. So the ancestors, having realized that communication is one of the important tools of creation, they applied the same method of communication to connect and relate to the gods. In an, an attempt to use the same tools of communication and relationships that work for human beings, they had to first give names to the building blocks that were classified as gods. Names help us to identify and communicate the right message to the right recipient. Names help us to cement relationships with each other. Giving these building blocks unique names was the first step in creating a communication channel between the different gods and human beings. Hence, we have names of gods such as Amun-Ra, god of the sun and air. The sun and air are key building blocks in the process of creation. We have the god Nut, the Egyptian sky god. Like the sun, which received the status of a god, we also have Khons, who is a moon god of Egypt. There is Tefnut, a god of moisture, moist air, dew, and rain. Geb, the god of the earth. Anu, god of the sky, to name a few of the gods. So currently, it is there, there, there is thousands and thousands of gods that were identified through archaeology. And there is still more and more unknown gods that are still yet to be discovered. If you study the names of many gods, you will realize that they are mere building blocks of creation given the status of a god. As time went by, the concept of gods became known in various ancient countries. Some countries borrowed and used same names and other used um, uh, different names or came up with their own unique names for the gods assigned to same building blocks. The above names represent a small fraction of the many thousands gods that were conceived in ancient times. You can imagine if more thousands of gods were conceived by Egyptians alone, 
how many in total do we have when we zoom into other ancient countries? First, they observed and identified key building blocks for creation. Secondly, they classified and elevated those building blocks as deities or gods. They then gave those deities names in an attempt to begin the process of communicating and relating with the gods. Many other nations have their own gods and we are still discovering more gods and information about the era of gods. The era of gods gave rise to religions and competition of the gods. So far, I have focused on physical building blocks that were given the gods' status. The conception of gods and goddesses involved invisible gods. Invisible gods were believed to be responsible for manifestation of characteristics that we find in human beings. This included the god of love, the god of hate, the god of fertility, the god of desires, the god of jealousy, the god of intelligence, diseases, the god behind health, the god of obedience, the god of hearing, and so forth. <laughs> Think of any attribute manifested by human beings. I bet you're going to find a God behind that attribute. Any spiritual attribute that you can think of had a God behind it. That is our ancestors for you. They were busy. <laughs> and you think <laughs> there's so much. There is so much. There is so much to know about the gods. You know, we're still going to learn about how they worshipped the gods how they made rituals for the gods. Oh, it was an expensive affair. <laughs> so it is fascinating how we continue on a journey to figure out life. You know, they were trying to figure out life like we are doing. <laughs> I guess if they were to come back today, <laughs> they will just say, go back to the old times so that we can show you how life is lived when your mind is matured enough to invent, to innovate. <laughs> By inventing these gods responsible for manifestation of our attributes, the ancestors believed that they don't necessarily have own will or their will is overpowered by the will of the gods. We still find this belief in various religions. Although in some religions the language has been narrowed down to spirits and demons or the devil, who is behind the undesirable attributes of human beings. I believe in, or rather, I, 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 I use the word energy. Everything is energy. The sun is energy. The moon is energy. The air is energy. Water is energy. I am energy. Every organ in my body is energy. So I use the language of energy as opposed to the language that was used by our ancestors to figure out life. In other words, this concept of gods responsible for attributes of human beings suggests that human beings are mere robots being remote controlled by the good god or by the good gods and goddesses and the bad gods and the bad goddesses. Christians still believe that to a certain extent we are controlled by God Yahweh of Israel and his rival, the devil. So they've been fighting ever since I can remember. Since I was born, the devil has been causing so much trouble for the children of God. 
and one day uh, it is believed that is going to be uh, dealt with you know not now but one day and, 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 and interesting everything in Christianity is about in the future it's not happening now imagine having a father who's able to arrest is able to uh, take care of this devil that is tormenting human beings but he decided no I want him to just have his life and do what he wants but one day I'm gonna take care of it boy they played with our minds so to name a few of the gods uh, of attributes uh, one of the gods of attributes is Hather she was an ancient goddess of the sky of women and of fertility and love beauty arts and fertility and pleasure so as I said earlier some of the gods were given multiple responsibility Osiris was the god of fertility agriculture resurrection life and vegetation there were gods that were believed to be responsible for for more than one attributes okay this gave rise to what I call the invisible gods. Hence, they serve two types of gods. Those that they could physically identify like the sun god, the moon god, the sky god, and those that were behind the attributes. You could not physically see them, but you could see by the manifestation of what they created. Interesting, right? Could this be the reason why Jesus asked, Do, do you not know that ye are gods? Is it possible that he was telling those he was with that the word God is a status given to anything or anyone that is able to create? By the way, I can still refer to what Jesus said without believing that he is my Lord and Savior. He was a great teacher whose identity was used to create religion. When studying the gods, you will notice that every god that formed part of the lives of ancient people when studied carefully represented a building block of creation each had a role to play in the process of creation i think this is enough for one episode uh, I'll, I'll i'll unpack a lot of topics uh next in the next episode so in the next episode i'm going to talk about personification of the gods and creation of idols the creation of temples for gods, uh, establishment of hosts for gods, for gods in temples, the rituals performed for the gods and why they sacrificed animals, and uh, what was the significance of blood rituals that were made for gods, and how the blood ritual uh, was elevated to Christianity with the blood ritual of Jesus Christ the ritual of praise and worship and uh, we're going to talk about the attributes and the energies of the gods and uh, if we it's possible we'll cover the invention of Yahweh or we will do it in the other episode but I'm looking forward to the next episode in the meantime go and study go and read go and research ask questions enlighten your mind you deserve to know the truth you deserve to enlighten yourself. You deserve to awaken yourself. You deserve to be decolonized. And uh, you deserve to reverse the brainwashing of our ancestors. And uh, yeah, become great creators and become uh, creators as we were meant to be.
And by the way, if you're listening in the background, you will hear that I have a sound of birds. <laughs> yeah, where I am recording, I have birds <laughs> flying all over. So I'm not going to try to hide the, <laughs> the sound of the birds. I am uh, in the midst of life. Yeah, <laughs> just accept that now and then you will hear birds tweeting and singing in the background. Cheers, guys.